John chapter 5. It is so good to have my folks here today. Amen. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure at 10 o'clock if we were going to make it to 1045. Bishop got a little on him this morning. and I thought we may have a prayer meeting before it was over, and that would have been okay. Amen. I want you to do, Pastor, a favor today before you leave this house. If there's somebody that you pass on your way out of the house that you do not know, I want you to shake hands with them and introduce yourself. One of the coolest things that start to happen in growth in a church is that you start looking around one Sunday and you're like, I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know them. But... This is the most incredible family of God. Your background is irrelevant today. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, married and have 75 kids, never been married, been married before, broke down, messed up, inside out, flopped upside down, and your story's all jacked up. Welcome home. Come on. Amen. You're sitting by somebody today that may look like they've been here for a while, but they've been messed up too. They've been messed up too, and we're so glad to see you today. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay... A great multitude of impotent folk. Somebody say impotent folk. Somebody say messed up folk. There laid a multitude of dysfunctional people. There were blind, halt, withered, waiting. For the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. Somebody say disease. The certain man. We don't know his name. He had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time in that case, he said to him, will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down. So Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. I just want to very quickly, I know you're standing. I want to take you through a couple of things here. Verse 3, in these porches lay a multitude of impotent folk. Verse 5, a certain man was there with infirmity. Verse 7, the impotent man answered him. I want to tell you today, 
that you are not defined by your dysfunction. You may be seated. This man laid in the same place for 38 years. Now that doesn't sound like a long time to some of you. But it sounds like a pretty long time to me because it's a lifetime. That man laid at the gate as long as I've been living. Why is that relevant? Because some of you have been stuck at a, cer at a certain gate as long as you've been living. You have been defined by how, what, when, where, and who gave birth to you. You have been stuck in a certain way because the enemy has convinced you that the way it is is the way it always will be. And who you are, that's who you're always going to be. And what you were will always be greater than what you can be. But I have come this morning to breathe life into something that the enemy has been trying to kill. And that is the potential that is within you today. Now, you may not feel like you're anybody, and that's okay. We need humility. You may not feel like you deserve anything this morning, and that's all right to be humble. But I want you to know that you are special to the Lord because whether you feel like it's just a coincidence or it's just someplace you got invited to, I want you to know that you are in the house this morning by divine providence and that God has his hand upon you and the reason you're here today is because God has a plan for your life. Pastor St. Clair, I've never been here before. Welcome to destiny. This is my first time ever being here. Welcome to your future. I want to tell you today, it doesn't matter what your past looks like. Your future looks great today. When God is in it, he can pick you up and turn you around and establish your going. I'm thankful that I serve a God in which my future is not predicated on what used to be. And man, where I'm going has nothing to do with where I've been and everything to do with who I've been with. He is the miracle worker. I believe it. There is a pool. With five porches. And upon those porches, there are many impotent folk. Dysfunctional people. Their names are not given. We don't have a clue. Anything short of surmising and speculation, we have no clue. We don't know where they came from. We don't know who their daddy was. We don't know anything about where they used to live. 
where they used to work, how they used to function. All we know now is there's a bunch of them and they're dysfunctional. And there is one certain dysfunctional man of all of the people that are on the porches. There is one certain man that when Jesus walks up on his porch, oh God, I'm trying to keep it together before I lose it right here. You may not even realize it today, but Jesus just walked up on your porch. Can I tell you right now that the dysfunction did not bother Jesus? He didn't walk up on the porch that had all the healed people. He walked up on the porch where there was dysfunction. And he said, I am a God that can bring order into chaos. I am a God that can bring functionality back into dysfunction. What I'm saying to you is today, I don't care how messed up you are or how many dreams have been shattered. He is a God that does not define you by your dysfunction. Oh, Pastor, I'm messed up and I've been that way for a long, long time. Mark chapter 5, we read the story of a woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. A lame man for 38 years. About the verse 25 in chapter 5, the Bible just says, a certain woman, which had an issue of blood. 12 years. We don't know her name. We don't know who she is. We don't know where she came from. Now, I've done some study that I believe we can draw some pieces together later that perhaps this was Mary Magdalene. We don't know for sure. But as of the writing of this scripture in Mark chapter 5, we don't know anything about her except for how messed up she is. And that she's been messed up a long time time 12 years that doesn't sound like a long time until it's 12 years in your porch life always feels different on your porch (laughs) and sometimes your porch feels like it's the worst porch in the world but everything changes When Jesus walks up on your porch. Everything. Twelve years. Issue of blood. All kinds of messed up. Toe up from the flow up. Messed up. That's all we know. What's her name? I don't know. Where's she from? I don't know. Who's her daddy? I don't know. What do you know? I know she's messed up. That's all I know. She's dysfunctional. She's jacked up, man. Her life is messed up. The book says that she had spent everything she had. Pastor, I just don't have anything left to give God. Oh. She had spent everything she had, 
had been to every doctor. The Bible said she had exhausted every resource. Somebody say empty. Somebody say broken. Dysfunctional. Nothing left. Tried it all. Sometimes that's the way it is. You don't ever try Jesus till you've tried everything. But if you've tried everything and everything else has failed, what do you got to lose this morning? Jesus is in the house. You got nothing to lose. God has a unique way of getting a hold of people that have exhausted everything. They've ran through all their friendships, ran through all their relationships, ran through all their money. They're jacked up, messed up, dysfunctional. And he says, when you're out of everything, that's where I'm getting started. I've come to encourage you today. You are not that dysfunctional. Not that dysfunctional. <laughs> I feel him here. In Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, you talk about messed up. They came to Jericho, and as you went out of Jericho, with his disciples, a great number of people. Now this is, this is messed up. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Now, when I was a kid, I thought Bart was his name. Bart is not his name. His name is Bartimaeus. We're going to call him Bart for short. His name is actually Bar. Timaeus, or the son of Timaeus. So here, we've got a dude that's messed up. And he's so messed up that the only thing we have on him at all is the name of his earthly father. But we don't even know, outside of speculation, which Timaeus this is. We don't know. It's a fairly common name. We don't really know who he is. All we know is that he's blind. He's blind. He's dysfunctional. Can't see. Messed up. Damaged goods. And the Bible said that he sat by the highway side begging. What makes the highway side any different today than it was yesterday? What makes the highway side any different today than it was last year this time? It's the same highway, more than likely the same spot every morning. Walk up there with his cloak, have somebody bring him over there and drop him off before all the new beggars get there. I got my spot reserved. I'm going to sit in my spot and I'm going to get my offerings and my alms and I'm going to stay right here because this is my normal. I am defined by my dysfunction. I've got my beggar's cloak on and this is where I'll stay. The same highway, the same place, 
every day. What makes it different today? I'll see some of y'all about to preach with me right here. The same thing that makes today different for you than yesterday. Yesterday, you may have been on a bar stool. Yesterday, you may have had a needle in your arm. Man, I feel him here right now. God have mercy. I feel him all over me right now from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Yesterday, you may have had a broken heart. Yesterday, you may have been at the courthouse. Yesterday, you may have got a doctor's report. Maybe last week, you got a report and you've been sitting at the same spot on the side of the highway and it looks the same every day. But what makes it different today? Tell you what makes it different today. There's a healer in the house. <laughs> hey, God, I'm trying to keep it together right now. I said there's a healer in the house. When Jesus walks by, everything changes. When Jesus walks in, everything changes. You might still be blind. You might still be on the highway. But his presence changes everything. I began to weep in the prayer room this morning as I began to think of what God was going to do and what God was going to put back together. I have given you three stories this morning. For the sake of time, I'm going to stop with three. I've given you three stories this morning. All right? I've given you three stories with nameless people that the only thing they've got in common is that they're messed up. That's it. I am so tired of the devil lying to you and telling you you've got to get perfected before you come to Jesus. I gave you three stories this morning of people that were jacked up, messed up, blind, broken, didn't know what they were doing, and Jesus didn't come to them when they were better. He came to them to make them better. Listen to this preacher this morning. You don't come to the house of God when you get it all together. You come to the house of God because you're messed up. Man, I feel him all over me this morning. Somebody's going to get delivered in this house this morning from the dysfunction that has defined you. Amen. Somebody's going to be set free this morning from the things that have held you captive. God can never do anything with me. I'm just an impotent man. God can never do anything with me because I'm just a blind man. God can never do anything with me because I'm a woman with an issue. Welcome to the club. One of my favorite songs to sing, I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to quote it to you. I stood in the courtroom. The judge turned my way. Looks like you're guilty. So what do you say? I spoke up. (laughs) Your honor. I have no defense. 
but then the door opened. I heard a squeaking door in the courtroom. And when I turned around and looked, he said, that's when mercy. That's when mercy. Mercy came walking in when I was standing at the judgment seat. I didn't have a defender and I couldn't afford a defender, but mercy came in and said, I'm going to pay a debt that you could not pay. I'll stand between you and judgment. I want you to know that Calvary is not for perfect people. It's for people like me. My God, I feel it shifting in the room right now. There's a difference between mercy and heroin. Heroin runs out once it runs its course. There is a difference between mercy and booze bottles. You know what the problem is? It runs out. Hey, God, I'm telling you, I feel him here right now. When the contents of the bottle are gone, it don't take too long for the sun to go on down and you to close your eyes and pass out. But when you wake up tomorrow morning, you're looking for another bottle. You're going back to the same spot on the same highway, brother. You're going back to the same old porch that you always sat on. Ooh, God. But I feel a divine interruption in this place today. Hey, I want to tell you that a bottle is temporary. The drug is temporary. But the psalmist said his mercy... You don't know how jacked up I am, Pastor. I'm so messed up. Sometimes God's got to catch you with your back to the wall or you'll run. And maybe the reason your back is against the wall is because God is tired of you running. And when your back's against the wall, the only thing you can do is deal with what's in front of you. So why don't you go ahead and tell mercy no this morning? I'm up against the wall and you're my only way out. I don't want out. Well, this is all found in John 5. Wilt thou be made whole? You've got to answer that question this morning. Because mercy is in front of you. 
and a wall is behind you and you've got nowhere else to go. So this morning, I want to tell you that the way of success in the world, of getting you out, and I'm not against it. I'm not, hey, if it helps somebody, it helps them. But the world says you got to have 12 steps in a program for deliverance. I say, if you're sitting on this seat, you need one, two, three, four, about five steps to deliverance. I serve a God that'll take the taste of crack right out of your mouth. I serve a God that'll take the thirst for alcohol, right? He'll take it right out of your mouth. Feel him in the house. We ought to be hell's worst nightmare and a court system's best friend in the house of God. I want to tell you, he'll pick you up. He'll clean you up. He'll clean you out. He'll turn you around. You are not defined by your dysfunction. Mercy. Hebo shandaba shatabai. Mercy. Mercy. Blind Bartimaeus. Same highway, same spot. Same coat. Same blindness. But somebody said, Is that Jesus? What what what'd you say? What 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 what'd you say? Oh shut up over there. You're dysfunctional. He don't care about you. I said Jesus is pa- who's passing by? Shut up, dysfunction. Keep your mouth closed. Sit over there and hold your peace. Did you say Jesus? And he ignores the naysayers that are telling him, be quiet, simmer down, shut your mouth. He don't care for you. Can I tell you right now that if you'll let people, they'll keep you out of the will of God. But today, those people cannot heal your dysfunction. And the Bible said that this nameless man who was the son of Timaeus, disregarded all of those people, and he raised his voice, and he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible said that Jesus stopped walking. He said, where'd that come from? He said, the cry came from dysfunction over here. And he said, that's where I want to be. And he looked at dysfunction. Now, here's where it's at today. This is how we're opening this altar. He looked at dysfunction and he said, come to me. Jesus said, I've come far enough to find you. Now, the way I'm going to know you want to be healed is when you get up from the same place and you walk towards me. Jesus said, if you want it, you come over here to me and come get it. I want to tell you today, you are not defined by your dysfunction. You can walk out of that thing right now. Hey! 
Come on, quit thinking of everything you've got to lose. Quit thinking of everything you've got to lose and everything it's going to cost you today. And just realize he knows how to find you where you are. He knows how to come to you where you are. He knows what you need today. He knows exactly what you need today.